In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome back to DST. I'm your host, Aileen, and today I am rejoined by Alicia McCarvel. She was my guest on this last Sunday's DST episode. We had such an amazing show. Just as a reminder, Alicia's a TikTok and Instagram creator, 5.6 million followers, insane. Talks about self-love, body positivity, breaks down barriers and body diversity, all of that amazing stuff. Go send her a follow. Welcome back, Alicia. Thank you for having me again. Yes. I'm so excited to have you back to give other people advice now because in this episode, we have some wins. We talk about like the good things that we celebrate in our week. And then we also give some advice for people who may be struggling or just want to share something. So let's jump into our DST wins of the week. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, you go first. Okay. My win. So I mentioned this in Sunday's episode, but I have a kid. And I took a weekend, impromptu weekend with some of my girlfriends away from my child and my husband. (laughs) And I was nervous to go. My friends were going anyway. And I was like, are you still going away? Because I previously had said no. And I was like, fuck it. I need to go. I need to just do this for myself. And I need to go away with my friends. It's just two nights. I can do it emotionally. (laughs) I can leave my child because I'm a new mom. And I did. And it was so nice. It was just so nice to get away. Not because like I want to escape my life, anything. I love my family. It was just nice to have like a little bit like me time. And like I said in the last episode, like I didn't even think about the bathing suit. I just packed a cute one piece that I love. Somersault. Try that one. I love somersaults. It's so cute. Perfect silhouette for my bod. And I had a great time. So that's my win. Um, do you have one to share with me and the DS tears? Yeah, I do. I think my win this past week was I, w- I went on vacation with, um, my sister and her husband and my husband and my nephew. He's the coolest thing on the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just took so many pictures and videos. We were at amusement parks and water parks and doing things that I typically have held myself back from doing and being a part of. And because it's him and because of where I'm at with my body, I was really able to kind of show up for him 110%, which I, there's nobody in my life that I've been able to do that for other than my nephew. Uh, And I was looking back on photos and videos and just my feelings towards them. I can really see have drastically changed towards 
what I would normally feel watching the videos or seeing the footage. And that's definitely my win. I'm feeling pretty proud of just where I've come from and where I'm at with my body and just my ability to give that to him and show up for him in that way. That's such a good feeling. I totally can relate to you. Like I remember when I was younger, like my brother is 10 years younger than me. And when I was younger, when I had like way more, I was so, so much more insecure. And he would, we would like be visiting our grandma. We're sitting at the pool and he would be like, you want to go swimming? And I'd be like, no, I don't want to get up. But I would say like, oh, I hate swimming. And so like I missed out on all these opportunities to like have fun with my younger brother. And it was just so, again, like we talked about last on Sunday, like so silly. And just because I didn't, I was also like at a senior citizen's pool. <laughs> and I was still so scared to like get up and, and because I didn't want to wear a one piece. What does that say about me? Like, oh, I'm in a two piece, but I still won't get up and have fun. And because I'd be scared, like, oh, if we take a picture, what is it going to look like? If you don't mind me asking, like when you were looking at your pictures and videos, what were you saying to yourself today versus what would you have been saying in the past? Like what's the drastic change that you're referring to? Oh, looking and thinking about him versus looking and thinking about me. And I oh, think yeah. that it's one of those things where I'm I'm genuinely excited to like show these videos to other people and to be a part of them. Like just one to show him off, but two, just because that's an experience that I got to be there and be a part of with him. Um, and if I'm being quite honest in the past, I probably wouldn't have the videos or the photos, which is like, again, a huge drastic, but, or I'd be over analyzing the way my arm looks or the way my stomach is in a photo or um, again, it's like the whole encompassing experience of just like being in a, a bathing suit at a, you know, um, a pool with my nephew is just like something that I probably couldn't have done yeah. years ago that I'm able to do. So yeah, I, the whole thing is drastic for me, yeah. uh, but also just like really, really, really cool to know that I can do this now. Yeah. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. And so nice that you do have the photos now just to like have them and the videos. Yeah. All right. Let's read our listener DST win for the week. Hi, Aileen and guest. I wanted to share my DST win of the week. This seems like a potential that just rides slash DST crossover. So here we go. <laughs> okay. My boyfriend and I have been talking about getting engaged within this year and I had full expectations that it would happen in November or December around the holidays. I, of course, was excited about being engaged and getting married to him, but I was also so worried about how I might look in pictures of the future engagement day. I thought to myself that I would spend the next couple of months changing my habits slightly to feel more confident on that day. To my pleasant surprise, my boyfriend proposed this past weekend. I had no idea it was happening and it was incredible. Of course, there are a lot of pictures from this weekend and the engagement, and I'm so proud of myself because I have not been worried at all about what I look like in them, my size, etc. Instead, I've just been looking at how happy and in love we look and how grateful I am to have our friends and family around to celebrate. I think so much of what I've heard on this podcast has helped me shift my mental state when it comes to how I look in photos, and I hope I can continue thinking this way as the wedding celebrations continue. Thanks so much for everything. Love a betch who loves her fiance and doesn't care about her photos. Wow, this is very on topic. <laughs> oh, I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah. It makes me so, so happy. Especially because like weddings can really throw you for a loop when it comes to your image and expectations and like the pressure of looking a certain way. Talk about like beauty standards. The wedding beauty standards are very, very <laughs> specific. And I don't know about you, 
I know you said you were with your husband for a really long time, but I got married like almost three years ago and I very much gave into those beauty standards. And like after my post wedding was when I like sort of found that all of that shit is like so superficial and it doesn't matter. But I totally understand this pressure and it's really hard. It's so nice that she was able to like look past it and feel past yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. We talk, like you mentioned on Sunday, we, the bathing suit, there's just so much pressure around the bathing suit. There's so much pressure around weddings and just, you know, being engaged and having those moments and those memories that like something that I've learned again for myself. And I think is so important to, for people to realize is that, you know, photos are like the most authentic thing that you can have from any moment, from any period of time, from any experience and like trying to alter yourself to be in those things or to have those moments again, isn't changing you on the inside. It's just literally changing you on the outside. So it's, it's one of those things that you realize how much it doesn't really matter. And it's so important, but I love that. And I hope I agree too. I hope you're this listener is able to bring that with them towards everything they do for the wedding too, because that can also be another stressful time. But I promise no matter how you think you're going to feel, your wedding day is the best day of your life. And it, no matter what you think can go wrong or how you're going to look, it's not going to matter. Uh, yeah, The day is incredible. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I like... In fact, I like look back at my own photos and I'll look at other people's photos and I sometimes will feel jealous that like that someone who might be like in a bigger body and like looks so happy at their wedding and like in their wedding dress of like that that fits them and everything is perfect rather than like me getting into this wedding dress and like literally I photoshopped to see what I would look like if I lost X amount of weight and then that would be the dress, you know? So I like feel envy that like I wish I could have just you know, so then I have pictures that I look back on and I'm like, oh, I'm the size that I am regularly, not this like smaller size that I forced myself into. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens, and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages, and you scoop it, and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties, and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. This episode is brought to you by Newly. 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, let's do a Dear DST. Okay. Hi, Aileen and Alicia. I'm a longtime listener. I've enjoyed hearing your journey through diet culture over the years. I've struggled with weight fluctuations my whole life and like you are trying to find a healthy balance of self-acceptance and physical health. When I was in eighth grade, I found out I had familial hyperlipidemia, a genetically inherited disorder that causes high cholesterol and ultimately coronary artery disease. I inherited the disease from my father who has undergone two bypass surgeries. My grandma also had bypass surgery and all my great uncles on the side of my family died of heart attacks in their 40s and 50s. Wow. I've been on medication since my diagnosis. My cholesterol has never been truly in a healthy zone other than a year in college despite being on medication and regularly seeing a cardiologist. During this year, I was at my lowest adult weight, running five to seven miles a day, eating as little as possible, especially after the guy I was seeing told me I could use some liposuction. Jeez. Now, eight years later, I'm at my heaviest adult weight on a new medication regimen and eating and working out in a way that I feel strong and healthy while also working full time. And my cholesterol is only slightly elevated, but I could use some improvement. I also have an awesome partner who loves and supports me no matter what. And interestingly, he also has hyperlipidemia. <sighs> oh my gosh. What a... Me cute. <laughs> if not for my cholesterol, I'd say I feel great. This brings me to my question. When faced with serious long-term health concerns, but also trying to practice body neutrality, how does one strike a balance? I know I need to really focus on what I eat and how active I am for my heart health, but I hate feeling like it's overtaking my life and clouding every scenario where food is involved. Office lunches, dinner with friends, date nights, holidays, new product sections, Trader Joe's, travel, etc. I'm sure... Any other listener who visited a dietitian in 2006 as a 13-year-old is also as traumatized and would love some input. 
It also just seems like so much anti-diet advice does not apply for me, even though I am so opposed to diet culture. Thanks for creating such a relatable platform. Hopefully not a future cardiology patient batch. There's a lot to unpack in this one. But essentially, she's asking, like, how do I strike a balance between, you know, being heart healthy or like focusing on keeping a low cholesterol while also not like it overtaking my life and not being so intensely focused or being eaten alive, no pun intended, by diet culture. Yeah. I think this is a one that a lot of people struggle with regardless of, you know, being on medication or watching it for your cholesterol is like striking that balance between like what you consume and how you allow it to consume you. Because I think that that's like the biggest part of it. I do want to say that they already have step number one, and that's just being aware of it and understanding that you can allow it to consume you because it, it can become toxic and, uh, and can lead to other things. However, at the same time, I'm also a firm believer that you have to also listen to your healthcare practitioners if they're supporting you properly and giving you the things that you need regardless of allowing it to consume your life if your life depends on it there's a big difference between making decisions like the majority of the population to alter their food so how they for how they look then altering your consumption to stay healthy and to manage things that you're dealing with on a regular basis so i think step one's already there and that's just like being aware that it can become a all-time consuming thing but also understanding that those changes are required for your health as per a practitioner there's no harm in that i i think we've gotten to a point where we see harm in altering our diet because of like this listener said, because we don't want to be consumed by diet culture. But if you're getting practical advice from a physician that's helping you make and alter those changes in a positive, structured, and healthy way, then that's going to be what's best for you. And by the sounds of it, you're not doing these things because you want to fit a beauty standard mold or because you want to alter your body to feel better about yourself. It sounds like you're making these decisions so that you can live longer, be healthier, um, and make the decision that's best for your body. And at the end of the day, if that's your why to why you're making those changes or um, eating the things you're eating, that's a strong positive why that's not rooted in diet culture or beauty standards. And in my opinion, then that's a strong why to, to be doing those things. So. Yeah. I think everything that you said makes a lot of sense. And I like that you said that, you know, you can be consumed by diet culture, but you can also be consumed by anti-diet culture and like being, feeling like, where is the middle? Where is the balance? How do I like figure out what's right for me versus like what everybody else says is right for for me? And it should be somewhere in between. And I think like if there is, like you said, like if there is like a, a health risk, when you said like traumatized by a dietitian in 2006, like sure, but there also are amazing like dietitians out there now who can meet with you weekly and help you work through these scenarios, every scenario where you're saying where you're stressed out about what you should be eating, like an office lunch or dinner with friends who can help you toe that line. They can look at your blood, like your blood panel, see your, see your lipids and figure out like, and manage your health situation by also helping you through these like 
food situations because again like you didn't say that you're trying to like lose weight you're here just to improve your cholesterol so you're not affected by your genetic disorder but yeah i think that like figuring out that balance is really it's hard it is it does go both ways too and i get this often on my side of things that you know i don't i hate the word diet because one multiple reasons a diet is just what you eat But at some point, we've changed the word diet to encompass restrictive eating or decreasing calories or on this diet. Every human being has a diet. What you eat is your diet. And if for health reasons, you have to change your diet Mm -hmm. that everybody has to make yourself feel better, then that's important. And I think that taking back the power and the word diet is super important. I have a diet. It's what I eat every day. I choose personally for me to consume less sugar because I feel crappy when I consume high sugars. And I get hate for it all of the time from the anti-dieter side of things. I consume candy with less sugar. If I'm going to want something sweet, I'm going to consume a low sugar candy. For me, that's because I feel better on low sugar candy. I don't drink full sugar pop. I will drink a diet pop. But this is, this is again, I've struggled with disordered eating. I'm well aware of of what my boundaries are, sugar makes me feel crappy if I consume it at a high level, which I used to do when I was binge eating, which is what I used to do when, you know, I had no control over what I was choosing to put into my body. But now that I have control over, I'm able to manipulate my diet in ways that make me feel good. And one of the ways that makes me feel good is to consume less sugar. And that has nothing to do with how I look. That has nothing to do with trying to be thin that has everything to do with how I feel on a regular basis. Um, and that's why I strongly, strongly, strongly advocate for strong whys when people are making decisions for their bodies, whether it's in the gym or that's manipulating their diet or whatever that is. If your why has to do with you, how you feel, your longevity of life and, and not about how you look. And it's specifically when it's coming from a medical professional, first and foremost, like super important. And I think that those, those whys are all valid. And when you get lost in anti-diet culture, those whys seem like they're not valid. And that's not the case. There's a happy middle there for, for lots of human beings um, to find that, that safe space to kind of make the choices that are best for you and your body. Like people who choose to not eat gluten or who are vegan. Like there, there are plenty of choices that people make for their bodies that aren't based out of how they look and on how they feel on an everyday basis. And those, those feelings are, those choices are valid. Can I ask you a question that doesn't have to do with this, this person? Yeah. Um, what do you think about like wanting to change your body, like the way that it looks. Do you think that's possible to do without putting all of your worth in what you look like? Of course. Of course it is. What does that look like? I think too, like I'm not naive to the fact that I can't be 70 years old and be the size that I am that I won't be at some point, this won't be, my joints won't be able to manage it. My body won't be, but I 
am not actively seeking to change my bodies because that's my value. I'm moving my body in consistent ways and my body changes every day. I know this. I see my size change. It's not, I still get like, I still get the people that I'll say like, oh, it's been two years, but you're still fat. And I'm like, yeah, because in order to actually lose weight properly, effectively, and um, not be sucked back into the diet culture that I was once a part of and not be sucked back into the toxic um, habits that I once was a part of. I need to do things that are consistent and make me feel good and make me happy. Um, and that means a slow weight loss and that means a slow change. Um, I also don't weigh myself. So like that's another part of, of weight loss for me is that I know my body's changing and it has literally nothing to do with a number on the scale. Because that's another thing too. People can get caught into like, I need to be this weight and not actually realize that's unhealthy and unmaintainable for people. Like when I was mm -hmm. 127 pounds, that's not a weight that I would have ever stayed at for the rest of my life. Like, but nice. we get so stuck in that. Because you know what you had to do. Yes. Yeah. We get stuck in to that manipulation. <laughs> so yes, I think there's ways to alter our body and make changes to it. Um, in a, again, a positive light. And I'm not naive to like the fact that I will have to continue to move my body, but I don't move my body to be thin. I move my body to be strong. And if weight loss happens because of that, then so be it. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm also not going to base my success off of that. I have great blood pressure. I have great cholesterol. I see my doctor. I get my checkups. I get my blood work done. I'm healthy. I'm just fat. So it is one of those things that's like, I'm in no immediate risk to my health. The best thing that I can do for myself as a human being is find consistency, find things I love and make decisions for my body from that space. But yeah, I also think that there, the problem with weight loss and the way that it has come about is that sometimes it's the first answer that doctors give. We're going to go the opposite right. side of doctors is like, it's sometimes, and even in my past has been the first answer, like you need to lose weight and then come to find out that it had nothing to do with my weight. And I actually, you know, needed medication. Like I needed support or I'd get put on medication when I didn't need medication. And there's just, there's so many times where my weight has been regardless of these beautiful scans that I have and this wonderful blood pressure and heart health and, and things that I know they can tangibly see that weight loss has been given as a, as a form of healthcare. And that's not, it's not always a, again, which is what forces people to do it unhealthily and quickly, which are quickly, not maintainable. Yeah. They're not, that's just, it's just not a maintainable thing for people. So I do think it can be done. I think again, like everything, it's such a nuanced and like difficult thing to navigate for everybody because it's just directly being impacted. Um, and you have to be in the, again, your right form of why are you doing this for longevity of life? Um, and because you need to, or are you doing this because you want to look good and you, you don't see your value in who you are? Um, and I think those are two very different whys. Right. Like, do you think that you, you think that changing your body is the key to unlocking like happiness? Yeah, it's not like if that it's, yeah, you're, it's yeah, not, it's not. And I think getting to that place can be really, really hard. I think people need to learn to appreciate and value who they are. Um, so that they can make healthy, happy decisions for their bodies out of love. Because when you're altering your body, 
because you want it to change because you think that that's what's going to make you happy. You're going to make drastic, unmaintainable and, uh, unhealthy choices for yourself. Um, and I'd rather struggle. I'd rather, I'd rather do something consistently for a year to get a result and it be out of love and keep my body healthy than do the things that I was doing to it for immediate results. And like, I think we get lost in that fact that like being thin isn't what makes somebody healthy. There are plenty of thin people who are struggling with their blood pressure, their cholesterol and their heart health. And there, there are plenty of thin people who are taking drugs and doing things that are unhealthy for their bodies and making decisions for them that aren't healthy. So if being thin is what made somebody healthy, then yes, but that's not the case. And everybody's healthy Mm. looks completely different on the scale. And in order to lose weight properly without getting sucked into those things, you have to understand that you're valuable, that how you look is not going to... to alter that and that your view on health can't come from the outside first. It has to come from the inside first. Yeah. I love that. And also like, you don't think about like the things that you're waiting to do before you lose whatever amount of weight. And like, why are you waiting? Is it like you're waiting to wear certain clothes? Like, why can't you wear those clothes now in the size that fits you now? Is there something in your mind that's stopping you from there? Like maybe figure out that why before you go and try to lose weight quickly or change your body rather quickly. I feel like that's a big one. It's like, oh, maybe I won't start dating until X, Y, Z. But yeah, I like that. I think I I totally am with you that like that. The way to find change that is sustainable is through consistency. That if you want to make a change, if you don't want to make a change, that's also like totally fine. But I mean, my original question was like, do you think it's possible to want change, but in a way that doesn't like, that isn't superficial? I think if you're thinking like coming from me and like to, to, to simplify this, I said in our conversation on Sunday that if I would have made decisions for myself out of love sooner than I had, my body would look different today than it does. So am I living in a fat body because of all of the hate and the things that I did to it back when I was younger? I am living in a fat body as a repercussion of the habits and the things that I was doing back then that I might've thought were healthy, that were not healthy. And the things that I struggled with to see my worth and to see my value. And then here I am living in my body now and I'm happy and I'm doing things consistently. So my body is a direct reflection of the unhealthy habits that I had at a point that I thought were healthy. And like that, I think people forget that part of things is that you can be thin and unhealthy and you can be fat and healthy because health isn't an outside thing. Health is your habits accumulated um on a scale. And when your unhealthy habits outweigh your healthy habits, your body tends to change. And when your healthy habits outweigh your unhealthy habits, because everybody has unhealthy habits. Like I think that's super important for people to realize that like every human being has unhealthy habits or, and I say unhealthy in a stance of, of like, the perfect human being not consume, you know, everybody has these unhealthy habits. Like it's, 
is a part of life. It's the way the world works. But if I'm moving consistently and I'm eating things that make me feel good and I'm doing things for myself out of love and not out of hate, my, my healthy habits are now on my scale outweighing my unhealthy habits. Whereas when I was thin and I was doing all of these things to my body, although they looked like they were healthy habits, they were very unhealthy habits. So my scale was always yeah. tipped in the opposite directions. I just looked like I was healthy on the outside because that's how we base it. So it's just like yeah. finding that balance of healthy to unhealthy habits and just trying to stay as consistent as you can with the, those healthy habits. And I think it's also really important to preface that like, we're not just talking physical, we're also talking mental. Like your mental health, I will always argue, is first and foremost the most important part of any type of health that you'll ever work on. It is extremely hard to be physically healthy if you are not mentally healthy. Um, and mm-hmm. that's like another long topic I'm sure we could get into. But yeah, taking care of your mental mm-hmm. health and doing things for your mental health is just as important as doing things for your physical health. Yeah. And finding a partner also that supports you, which is nice that the listener who signs as hopefully not a future cardiology patient batch says that like eight years later, she found a partner that like is very It made me cringe at what her other partner said to her. Oh my God. Oh. You could use some life. That's literally upsetting. That's so gross. <laughs> well, she knew that that wasn't yes. the right thing anyway. Yes. And- she found an awesome partner who supports me no matter what. And also, interestingly, has familial hyperlipidemia. So it yeah. works out that he under, you understand each other's struggles. Well, anyway, thank you so much, Alicia. This has been another awesome episode together. And I hope you one day come back on the show. And thank you so much. Where can people follow you, watch all of your content? Uh, I am on... Instagram and TikTok as at Alicia McCarville for both. Everyone shoot Alicia a follow and guys leave us a five-star review. If you love this show, if you love Sunday's show, if you haven't listened to Sunday's show, go listen to it yes, right now. I don't know what you're doing while you waited till the end of this episode to go listen to Sunday's show. Go listen to that right after. Add it to your queue. And that is it for today's DST Thursday. Send us your questions at DST at Betches.com. We'll answer them. You can follow us at Dice Smart. You can follow me at Aileen. And we're always with you to thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.